When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers Afternoon Drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome in to another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders. Alan, what's going on? I got to say, I sprained my right wrist about eight years ago. It's never been the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Burrow might just be done. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of mocking the uh, the the internet medical uh, diagnosis uh, community, which will I'm certainly tell us exactly when Joe Burrow will be back. But we know it's not this season. And oh man, how about the AFC North? Like two weeks ago, everybody wins all four teams in playoff position. Yep. Not for long. Not for nope. long. And two of those teams, the two that are in Ohio, seasons were basically written off after losing their quarterbacks in Deshaun Watson and Joe Burrow over the last week. Seemingly, look at the timing of this, the next two opponents on the Steelers' schedule as well in the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals. What a brutal Thursday night football game that was. I mean, in general, I feel like there's just been so many devastating injuries. The AFC North is getting decimated. Like, Steelers fans, I know that we're, you know because it's not the quarterback or anything like that, maybe not getting talked about in the same light, but both inside linebackers and Cole Holcomb and Quan Alexander done for the season. They've had to deal with multi-week injuries to Deontay Johnson, Cam Hayward, Pat Fryer, Minka Fitzpatrick, who still isn't back yet. They like they haven't had, you know, the cleanest bill of health two either. Drives, two drives of defense two with drives. TJ, Minka, and Cam. Two drives. That's what they've had yep. all year. Right. So, I mean, it, it's not just 
you know, it's it's seemingly at least division wide, if not lead wide, in the way that these rosters have just been devastated with these injuries. But Thursday night football last night specifically, Joe Burrow's the big one. We'll talk about that one more. Mark Andrews, though, as well, lost for the season for the Dude, Baltimore Ravens. Their number one pass catcher. Second best tight end in the league, probably. Like, I mean, that yeah. it's huge loss for Baltimore. Uh, Cam Taylor Britt went down for the Bengals, too. I haven't seen an OBJ yeah. was hurt for the Ravens. So, I mean, that's like that's big starters, man, on both sides of the ball. Uh, Browns, even just beyond Deshaun Watson, this game against the Browns, they don't have either their starting tackles. They might not have their third tackle. They don't have Chubb. Uh, you know, that they're beat, everybody's beat up. And I think it really brings into um, focus something that the Steelers players were talking about in the locker room today that I think it really stood out to me is that, like, this is the National Football League and style points don't matter. Like, if you are hung up on the way that you are, your team is winning games, yeah. probably barking up the wrong tree. Like, it doesn't. Yeah, that's, that's for the fans, right? I mean, the players it don't matter. talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I don't think I, I don't even think the fans should matter. Like, hey, wins are wins, man. They're precious. Collect them. Make a little fort out of them. What uh, Brett Kiesel used to say, stack hotcakes. Like whatever you mm-hmm. want to do with the wins, like great, but don't fret over how you got them because uh there are no tomorrows guaranteed. Your entire future outlook can change in the blink of an eye. And the Steelers are six and three and have as good of feelings about their season right at this very second as just about anybody in the NFL. You're telling me that the Steelers aren't trying to impress the Super Bowl playoff committee right now? That's not what's happening? Yeah, yeah it does, doesn't matter, man. You win them by one, you win them by 30, you you get outgained, you don't out, you get 400 yards, you don't. You win by one score, more than one score. I mean, like, is there some part of, like, you know, the analysis of the game that involves, like, hey, what is really – likely to continue and what is not yeah sure absolutely mm-hmm. um but man like i got the Steelers happy with throwing for 160 yards against the packers no like you sh- surely not but like man you, you just do enough to win the game and then you live to fight another day and i think that's what this league is all about i think you know that's what the Steelers are emphasizing uh today in the locker room and that kind of ties in with you know what faustino my man here tweeted at me about cam hayward speaking up on the disrespect uh, that they've gotten, uh, you know, because again, like we've talked about this before, getting out gained doesn't matter. You know, you could have a team drive 99 yards if you stop them at the one, keep them out of the end zone. That's really the only thing that matters is the scoreboard at the end of the game. Um, but yeah, you know, it's all kind of ties in together that uh, a lot of these yards that they're giving up, like being out gained in nine games, at least three of those to me, seemingly the Steelers, and, and this is, you know, nitpicking because again, it's kind of meaningless. But, you know, they're giving up yards at the end of the game, just preventing a team from getting into the end zone. Like, they, they could have been out gaining their opponent into the fourth quarter, deep into the fourth quarter, but they're just keeping the team out of an end zone yeah, playing prevent defense. They're 13th in EPA per play. So, yeah. like, you, you know, like, that that's saying, like, now, I don't know if you're not into, like, advanced football stats, but it's basically saying, like, their efficiency on offense minus their inefficiency on defense is they're an average team even though they've been out above average team, even though they've been outgained in all these games, like that's just a fluke of the statistics. That's not really a true measure of how good or bad this team has been. Yeah. Um, Alan, you watched Thursday night football, obviously last night. Um, (laughs) 
I, I, you know, I don't know how many teams have a viable backup quarterback option, but uh, yeah, the drop off to Jake Browning looks very, 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 very significant for the Cincinnati Bengals. And the same with Deshaun Watson and and either PJ Walker sure, or DTR. Yeah. I mean, I don't really. I mean, look, there are not enough good at quarterbacks. Period. There are a lot of NFL teams that don't have good starters, let alone good backups. But I do not understand the idea that you don't want to have a good backup quarterback. Um, you know, you're, are you going to win a Super Bowl with a backup? Probably not, but like, tell that to the Philadelphia Eagles and Nick Foles, right? I mean, like, we've seen it done not that long ago. Okay, yeah. but even though you're probably not going to win a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback, like if your quarterback has to miss, like let's say Burrow instead of out for the year, let's say the prognosis was like out six weeks, okay? Like, do we trust Jake Browning to like steer the ship and keep the Bengals in the playoffs for Joe Burrow to get back? No. Like I like what well how how do you I mean the Steelers have a good backup quarterback in Mitch Trubisky they have a good third string quarterback in Mason Rudolph any of those guys could go play for the Steelers and win them a football game this week this year also each of the last two times the Steelers won the Super Bowl they used three quarterbacks that season each of the last two times they won the Super Bowl like Get Mason in there. It, it is not like this, oh, my God, it's never going to happen. I hear people say this all the time. If your third stringer has to play, season's already over. Like, no, no, it's not. Like, sometimes you just got to hold down the fort until things get back the way they were. Like, man, Steelers, future schedule looking like the XFL quarterback club. Like, should we, we should take a look at that. There isn't even, like, quick. a young quarterback that you're excited. I guess DTR was drafted this year and, and has – you know, some, some upside, but man, like Jake Browning is a nothing a non-entity of a quarterback. Like I, he's been in the league since 2019 and yesterday was his first completion. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. AJ McCarron's on Cincinnati's practice squad. He was in the XFL this year. He might be a better option for them going forward. I think I probably would pick him, but like, I mean, there are so many, the Steelers get the Bengals twice without Joe Burrow. Uh, they're going to play the Browns once without Watson. They're going to get the Colts without Anthony Richardson. Uh, yeah. They do get Kyler Murray with the Cardinals, at least for now. But, man, like, the rest of the schedule is shaping up about as good for the Steelers as it possibly could have. DTR, Jake Browning, Kyler Murray, Matt Jones or Bailey Zappi, whichever one. Gardner Maybe Minshew. Matt Castle by then. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Gardner Minshew, Jake Browning, and then Geno Smith and Lamar Jackson uh, is the way that the schedule looks right now. Will they be an underdog again after this game, which somehow they still are. I can't figure that one out. Before Seattle? Uh, No. Right? Like, I... I, They very well could be going into Seattle 12-3. and Alan, this team is going to be in... Well, I'm not I'm, okay. I don't want to, you know, jinx anything or make any claims on here, but they very well could be in contention for the number one seed. They well, there was actually a way if the if the Bengals had beaten the Ravens and the Chiefs lost this week, they actually would have been the number one seed in the AFC this yeah, week. And- um, but they they yeah, they, they absolutely like the Ravens schedule isn't that difficult either. Really, it seems like the the toughest thing for them to be right now would be to catch the Ravens. You know, they've got to win that game in baltimore and then they've, they've got to get the ravens to lose somewhere else along the way where the steelers don't but man like they, 
Yeah, comparatively, the Ravens, it, it looks, so the quarterbacks that they play are the, really the difference here because they have the Chargers, Rams, Jags, Niners, Dolphins, and Steelers, which is Justin Herbert, Matthew Stafford, Trevor Lawrence, Brock Purdy, Tua, and Kenny. Yeah, I mean, they've got a much, much, much tougher schedule. Like, they, much tougher, you know, and, and also two more West Coast trips uh, against the Chargers mm-hmm. and the Niners. Steelers only have one more. So, yeah, I mean, I now – it's very it's very possible that the Steelers are just like in they're in a really good position right now. I would not bet money against the Steelers winning the AFC North right now. I, w- I would not. And it's we said this weeks ago before these two injuries happened that the Steelers were making the playoffs. I mean, now c- come on. It will take a make- catastrophe down the stretch of the season for the Steelers to not make the playoffs at this point. Right. Like, I don't and, even know what kind of catastrophe, like a bus crash and like seven guys get hurt. Like that's like, like that's, I'm, I'm telling you, like it's, it's almost unthinkable at this point. Yeah. You're going to need like seven guys to end up with the same injury that Danny Smith got or something like that for this team to not make the playoffs. Poor Danny, man. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that. I would have worried. I just wanted to throw him in there again for a second straight episode, giving him a shout out on here. Love, um, love Danny Smith. Let's. We've talked about the injuries uh, in in the division. The Steelers are going to be without some of their starters for this game against the Browns. Uh, Keanu Neal, Minka, Monty Adams all rolled out. Pat Fryermuth questionable after uh, full practice the last couple days. Would think that he's got a good shot to go. Then based off that, I would assume he's going to play unless there's some kind of last minute setback. Yeah, I think the question is going to be how much, right? And this is like a yeah, multi-layer yeah, discussion. Like he, could, he could play like if you're, especially if you're like interested in the fantasy outlook here. Like I wouldn't be super thrilled about putting Pat Farmuth in my lineup. Like he could play half snaps, he could play not very much at all. But I think he's going to get activated to the 53 man roster, and I think he will dress for this week's game. Yeah, which is like it's a multi-layer discussion when I say how much is he going to play, both for health purposes, but also how much does he fit into the game plan. Yeah. Yeah, right. And also, like, you figure the Steelers are not going to want to need to throw the ball any more than necessary in this game because it doesn't seem like the Browns' offense is going to do much unless they gift it to them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, yeah, we are going to see, as stated uh, earlier in the week, by himself, Trenton Thompson starting at safety. Very curious as to what that actually looks like because it's starting to think about it like, okay, he says he's going to start at safety. Like, do we actually see that play out more snaps than we see Patrick Peterson playing safety though, in your mind? Yes. Like, is he okay? Cause I saw some people having that discussion on X, like, okay, he's listed as he's going to be the starting safety, but we'll see Patrick. Their guess was like, we'll see Patrick Peterson play safety and more uh, like Shannon Sullivan at slot Levi outside along with JPJ. No, I don't think this matchup, like that's, the, I think KZ is too small to cover David and Joku. Like I give me like mm-hmm. I think Trenton Thompson yeah. is the answer for that problem, and therefore he's going to play almost the entire game. I would be surprised if Thompson doesn't play Man. most of this game because I think he is the, he's the Terrell Edmonds like that's the job here, and and there's nobody else that I see them really feeling very like Patrick Peterson isn't going to cover Njoku because if he happens to catch the ball, he could never tackle him. Like, like that's yeah. it's not going to happen. So it's I think it's got to be Thompson on Njoku. Maybe you put a linebacker and you could high low him with KZ. If you have a linebacker like Walker underneath and KZ up yeah. top, you could do that. But 
I think if any time they're in man coverage, I think it's got to be Thompson on Njoku. And I would assume that you're not going to want to play a ton of man in this game because you. I don't think they should want to blitz DTR. Like, just leave him in the pocket and make him throw. I, I think you feel good about that. But um, I, I think that, that Thompson is the matchup for Njoku, and he will play a lot. I expect Michael Walker to play a lot in addition to the two run sort of supporting linebackers, Roberts and Robinson. And uh, that's, that, that's the answer. And, and if they go to, if they need to go to dime, probably Elijah Riley. Yeah, man, life comes at you fast. The NFL said it uh, when we talked about Thompson the first time, but if he's going to play a hundred percent of the snaps, it's going to, it's going to be one of those games that we look back on similarly to last year against Tampa with that secondary and be like, Oh, this game in 2023, Trenton Thompson played a hundred percent of their defensive snaps. Uh, Alan, we have, a topic that we want to talk about that kind of goes away from the Steelers. Every once in a while, we have one of these episodes where you get to, you know, get on your soapbox, go on a rant a little bit here. Do you want to do game predictions for this and then do that? Or do you want to do game? Yeah, let's talk about the game first. Okay. All right. So let's get into some predictions here, both a score, anything that you think happens in this game, how you see the matchup going, all those types of things. Yeah. I mean, I am thinking that, you know, I was on a, a Browns show this morning and they asked me like, what's, what's the game plan for the Steelers to win? And I said, it's exactly the same as the game plan for the Browns to win. Like they, they are the mm-hmm. same game plan. It is run the ball, stop the run and don't turn the ball over. Like that is all that either of these teams are going to try to do. And I think the Steelers should feel like they're in a good place to do that based on the way they've been playing the last few weeks. But I don't think it's like, you, know, you look at like I don't think like DTR being out and and the Browns O line being banged up like this still doesn't feel like an easy game for the Steelers like I'm not expecting like a double digit victory or something like that mm-hmm. like I expect them to have to sweat this out and gut this out uh, all the way down to the to the end like they always do um, and so I, I'm thinking you know a, a low scoring game. Uh, I don't expect a ton from either of these offenses against both you know, really good defenses. Maybe the Browns can take advantage of a little bit of a leaky Steelers secondary to try to hang around. But I think the Steelers are just a better team right now. I think they're playing better football. And uh, obviously having your starting quarterback is quite an advantage. So I- I'll guess, you know, uh, the-, the under for this game is 32 and a half. And I'm still thinking under. Like, I think uh, I'm going to pick the Steelers to win. 13 to nine. Oh man, no way. We got a 13 to nine. I'm gonna have to do it again. I'm gonna have to clip it, tag Chris and Wes and Adam, and do the whole thing again this week. That can you say it's a bad, like, it's <laughs> no. a dumb score, but like, yeah, touchdown and two field goals for the Steelers, three field goals for Cleveland. I don't know, they got good kickers. Yeah, I'm right at the uh, what you say? Wait, what's the 32 the over under 32 and a half? Okay, yeah, I'm right. So, my prediction, and this has changed since uh, Tyler and I did our predictions for this week very early because we recorded on Monday this past week and I had Cleveland winning. I'm switching that pick, I'm going ni- 19 to 13 Steelers, which is right at 32 points. There you go. So, uh, I also want to say this is a very bold prediction 17 picks off 17. Trenton Thompson in his first start oh. picks off DTR. Not sure I can. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not tailing that prediction. If you want a bold prediction from me, I will say that Pat Frymouth catches a touchdown pass in his return to the lineup. Does he play fifty percent of the snaps? At least fifty percent. 
Thereabouts. Thereabouts. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Let us know what you guys think of the comments. As always, give us your score predictions and one bold prediction as well. Alan, um, the floor is yours to talk about this uh, this thing that I think is there's a little bit of a we've talked about this before. There's always going to be some miscommunication, I feel like, in terms of how things relate to the media as how do they relate to the fan base? We've talked about it with like the aggregator stuff, things that happen in the locker room. And we are once again here with this Carissa Thompson thing as a sideline reporter basically coming out and just 100 percent saying that there are times where she makes things up uh, in her sideline reporting. Yeah, Where so are we at I don't with think, Alan and uh, I don't think she is a sideline reporter anymore. She currently hosts the Amazon post game show after Thursday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I've seen some, you know, there there's some people that I've seen obviously come out very strongly against this. People like mm-hmm. uh, the president of Awesome, which is the Association for Women in Sports Media, uh, Jeff Perlman, a buddy of mine who's a senior writer. Uh, at uh, actually, I don't think he's unattached at the moment, but has been with Sports Illustrated and the Athletic, um, and, and sort of like our uh, one of our one of the people that kind of speaks for us as an industry at times, I think. And uh, this is completely unacceptable. And I've seen some fans say, like, yeah, what's the big deal? You know, like it's a nothing quote. I don't care about what that coach says in that moment anyway. They never say anything important anyway. It's usually dumb. It doesn't matter. And like. The, the the actual words spoken don't matter, but you cannot ever, as a journalist, put words in someone else's mouth, and you certainly can't go around telling your audience that the things that you say are not true. Like, that is, it doesn't matter how important the things that you're talking about are. Like, there is a, a covenant of trust between a journalist and their audience that I am not going to steer you wrong that I'm telling you what I know to be true and I'm not going to get everything right hundred percent of the time, but there are certain things where the expectation is hundred percent. And what somebody said is one of those things. If I tell you that somebody said something, they sure as heck have better said it. Like, I don't care what the other circumstances are. Like, that has to be a hundred percenter. You cannot say that somebody said something they didn't say. Like, you just can't ever do it. You could say, talk to some people with the Titans, and you know, they're they're really uh fired up about the way their defense played in that first half. Like, great. If you make it ambiguous, it, listen, I'm not advocating for making things up, but that is a far lesser crime at that point. You cannot say I talked to coach Mike Vrabel when you did not talk to coach Mike Vrabel. Like you cannot ever do that. And mm-hmm. uh, it is absolutely fireable offense. Absolutely like disqualifying from ever holding any position of any journalistic merit ever again. And like, yeah, people want to clown on sideline reporters because those interviews are usually stupid. But think about this. Every time something really serious happens on a football field, the sideline reporter is right in the middle of it. You remember what happened with DeMar Hamlin last year? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and now I can't remember. That was on, was that Pam Oliver that was the yep. sideline mm-hmm. reporter? I'm pretty sure it was. She was right, man, running down the 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 tunnel to get, you know, DeMar Hamlin's mom get into the back of the ambulance and keeping us all up to date on this thing that suddenly the entire country was super tuned into. And you cannot have someone with that amount of responsibility in that role that 
we have no reason to trust. Like I just, it's, uh, I, I, I was floored when I saw people saying like, oh yeah, what's the big deal? Like it is a huge deal. It cannot ever happen. Um, and, and, you know, she put out a sort of apology today and kind of said like, maybe it never happened. I don't know. But to even say it is disgusting mm. to me as a journalist, even if it didn't happen. I, and I don't know why you would. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's something that can't, you can't do that ever. And, uh, you know, we have, they, every, if you are as, even a slightly informed media consumer, you understand that there are levels of certainty with things that we are saying, right? Like if I say someone said something or an, an organization said something, that is the highest level of certainty. If I say, hey, I heard this, or it looks like this, or, hey, this is the thing that makes sense to me. Like, you understand that I'm saying what I think or what I think might happen or what I expect to happen, but that is different than something that is an absolute fact, and you just can't go making those things up and ever do this job again. Like, you just can't. I I, it's, uh, I was shocked to hear it, and then I was even more shocked to see some people sort of brush it aside as as something that might not matter. I mean, did you see anybody brush it aside though? That is from the journalist background. No. Like it's more. No, yeah, no. Right. I feel like most of the people that are journalists that have spoken out about it have said you know similar things to what I said and to what uh, Jeff said and, and things like that. But uh, it, it's really uh, scary, to be honest, to see that the audience, or at least portions of the audience, doesn't care if things I say are true or not. Like that's you <laughs> care. Trust me, whether you think you might or not or not, you you do because uh you know the the whole thing is based on that well it's almost so it's like a middleman right like you have the consumer and you have the person that she is relaying this information to if you're losing trust on both sides what do you have right and like if you are a coach now why would you ever talk to like that's the other part of it if you are a colleague why would you ever mm -hmm. why would you ever talk to her again like you don't know that what you're gonna say is going to be faithfully relayed to the to the audience like it, it and if you're the, the other thing is like oh yeah oh sideline reporter it's not that big of a deal like someone's paying someone a six-figure salary to be a sideline reporter for a reason like it's not like these uh tv companies just shoot money out of the money cannon because they think it's a good idea like it like they somebody cares about this access somebody cares about mm -hmm. getting that information it is literally the entire job of the sideline reporter to talk to people and then relay that information to the audience. If you're not talking to people, what the heck are you doing down there? Like, what, right. like you're just not in addition to being unethical, you're just failing at your job. Like that's the, you, we sent you there to do one thing. And instead of you doing it, you faked it and made it up. <laughs> like, what are we yeah. doing here? I, I mean, so the reason that I preface this whole conversation by saying that we had, I, not not a similar conversation necessarily, but something along the same lines, at least with the, you know, locker room talk and the aggregator stuff and the fake quote stuff. And again, it's just like you're losing trust on both ends here where it's like, OK, maybe that whatever it was that she's quoting, fake quoting is harmless this time, but it doesn't have to be next time. You know, and it's like, what what level are we going to get to before it becomes an issue? It already is an issue. I mean, we have right. a massive trust issue as an industry one i mean just journals in general but also two like very specifically female sports journalists come into this business with 
a portion of the audience assuming that they only got that job because the way they look or who they slept with or that they're not qualified. Like that is a stereotype that women in sports media have been fighting for years. And mm -hmm. this is doing nothing for that. Let me tell you that because there are a lot of really hardworking female reporters in sports. And uh, I'm telling you, like it is so detrimental to the progress we've made in that area uh, to, to have someone like this say things like this. And, and I'll say the last part of this is like, I think that the television networks are fully complicit in this process because for years now they have treated sideline reporters as an unserious job. They have turned the hiring process for those jobs into a beauty pageant instead of a contest to see who is the best journalist. And as, as anyone really that surprised that someone hired under those circumstances would not take the job seriously. Like it sure seems like it wasn't taken seriously from the top either. So, I mean, I think there's industry problems here too. I, you know, I don't think that, that this is a one person issue, but man, like it's, it's brutal. So here's where my mind goes on this. And unfortunately where my mind goes on this is how many other people are we talking about that, that, you know, do the same thing. I don't know. And she's and that's, just the so one that's that's the hard, out loud. That's the impossible yeah. thing. Like, I, I don't know. I, 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 if, let me say this. No one else is saying it out loud, okay, because they would be yeah. fired. Um, I can't believe that she hasn't been fired personally. Um, and I understand that she is not in a reporting role right now. She is a host. All she does is, you know, read words on the teleprompter and throw things from one uh, and, and, and one commentator to another. But, like, still, man, I, I don't know how you do that. I, I, I just... Uh, yeah, it, it it I don't you know it opens a question as to what is real and what isn't, and it's disgusting. And I can tell you that there are a lot of very hardworking sideline reporters out there that are not making stuff up as they go along. I thought it was just delicious that, that I'm not rooting for any injury on anyone. That last night's game gave Kaylee Hartung, who I think works very hard at her job, about a hundred different things to report yes. on from the sideline during Thursday night football while Carissa Thompson sets there uh, 50 yards away in, in the studio. Uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty solid from the football gods. So thank you for that. But like, man, it's an important role. It's and in certain instances, it becomes an extremely important role. And it doesn't matter what role you have. If you're blessed to have one of these jobs where you get paid to talk about a game that other people play for a living, you should do it with like some semblance of honesty and ethics, or just don't like just go, just pick something else. If you don't care, like these these jobs are too hard. They're too hard to get. If you don't care about being honest about what we're doing here, like let somebody else in that does because you're just you're hurting it for you're hurting everybody else right well um i don't know if you have anything else but i appreciate the conversation once again um you know giving me a different perspective than i think not don't get me wrong i didn't think i thought it was egregious even when it came out i wasn't one of those people that you're talking yeah. about that didn't think it was a big deal but you know providing more context to the conversation than i had coming into it is there anything else uh, on your mind before we get out of here no, I mean, I think I think we got it. Got most of it. We got a uh, trip to Cleveland ahead. Excited about that. Uh, love a short road trip. I do. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, is there like a specific? So when you go, you've obviously covered the Steelers in Cleveland in the past. Is there like a certain place that you always go to, like food wise, or like what do you normally? No, in fact, like it's because it's so close that I spend like no time in Cleveland. I just show okay. up, go to the game, and then leave. The only time I've ever stayed is when it's been a night game, and even then, I've stayed like in Akron or something like you know, get a little bit away home. Um, I actually have a um. I have a fishing cabin on uh, Pymatuming Lake, which is like about an hour from Cleveland. So I'm going to spend uh, Saturday night there, Nick and Ed, and uh, have a couple pops maybe. And then uh, we'll drive on over to Cleveland in the morning. So I, yeah, it's, it's, an, easy, it's an easy game to cover. I, I do love a good short road trip. Yep. Sounds like a good time. All right. I'll tell the people where they can find you. At A Saunders underscore PGH on X at PGH Steelers Now is the site's account, SteelersNow.com. That's where the words live. Read them so I can get paid. More great stuff from Derek about the Steelers running game today. If you are a subscriber to SN Plus, if you're not, use promo code Allen10, get 10 ish percent off. And uh yeah, love to have you guys over there and appreciate everyone. The appreciate the audience. That was the comment that we got when we were yep. uh wondering viewers versus listeners, and I don't know, that was just too simple for us i guess we missed that one audience, appreciate the audience. <laughs> I, I started Here, typing audience in the descriptions and stuff there yeah. you go there you go um yeah still trying to figure out a way to work ballage into that as well for the audience in general we'll 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 do something but uh, i am zachary smith pgh Alan and i will be back after the weekend to talk about this game fingers crossed no more injuries to talk about and that's on any side you never want to see that happen whether it's for Steelers for any of the other teams uh there's been far too many we hope that that does not continue to happen uh so for Alan Saunders and myself thank you for jumping in take another ride on Steelers afternoon drive I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 